1: newsroom to the nursery. We're juggling a demanding career on live TV with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. And I'm Karen. They are Anchor Moms. Hello,
2: friends. Welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms, the podcast. So glad you're with us. And we have a very special guest on today. Kanika Gupta is here with us. And you have your own podcast. Tell us all about it.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So my show is called That's Total Mom Sense. Fun play on words. I love a good pun. (laughs) And um, it's for moms and dads and parents and and families. And it's um, essentially allowing us to realize the power of our intuition Mm. And how we can use that as a guide as we raise our kids. And coming from my background in entertainment journalism, I bring on celebrities and public figures like Chelsea Clinton, Kelly Rowland. You've some Ferreira. really big names. Yeah, yeah, they join me on the show. We talk about their, you know, career arc and their definition of success, and then we dive into. Uh, their parenting journey and the life lessons that they're learning there and passing on to their kids. Wow.
1: And you have three children of your own, correct? Yes,
0: I do. I do. I have uh, twins. They're a boy and a girl. They are six. And my younger son is five. So wow. It's Irish you your triplets. Hands yeah. 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 So
2: talk about <laughs> now you used to be in this crazy business. Um, talk mm-hmm. about that, what you did before this and why you wanted to kind of switch to the podcast world.
0: Sure. So I, I'm sure you guys have similar stories, but I grew up watching um, television anchors. They were household names. And, you know, it was something so prominent in the 90s. Um, my parents immigrated from India to the U.S. when I was two. And so I vividly remember Peter Jen- Jennings, Connie Chung, yes. um, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oprah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Barbara Walters, Diane Sawyer, list goes on. Um, Arsenio at night. Yeah. <laughs> we just, we loved um, a good um, news broadcast or talk show. And um, that's why I got into journalism in the first place. I uh, really love the interview format for mm-hmm. storytelling. And I began my career at CNN. Um, I had just earned my master's um, in broadcast journalism and um, was thinking, okay, where where am I gonna work? And I did have an offer for it was the NBC affiliate in El Paso, Texas, mm-hmm. and I, I had the potential of offers in India. So there was oh, wow. CNN, yeah, BBC, and um, Times Now, which was owned by Reuters, and so I just thought I would take the plunge, move back to India, where my roots were. And I got hired um, by CNN right away. And they said, um, you know, you're going to start as a producer. I worked my way up the ranks, became an anchor of the show I produced called E Tonight. And I was doing celebrity interviews on the field, red carpets, fashion week, and uh, in studio. And it was a dream. It was a dream come true. Um, So I did that. Uh, Let me see. It was like 2008, nine ish for Mm -hmm. I was in the TV biz for I want to say like five to six years um, and then worked as an EP Um, and then I transitioned into podcasting in 2019 and it was because I had all my three kids. And I was listening to podcasts all the time, um, especially during those nighttime feeds. <laughs> mm,
1: yeah, yep, yep, been there. And it
0: just kept me awake. Um, and then I just thought, you know, this space was bereft of a show that is illuminating, inclusive, and inspiring. And I was like, I'm just, I'm going to launch my own. And, um, and I want to just, you know, have those who are listening in, um, my core audience is moms, feel like. After this interview, my life has changed for the better in some way. Aww. So, thank you for that. You I, know, I, I that, love you. I love I that. It.
2: Yeah. Oh, that is such a great um, mission and something so great that I'm sure so many moms appreciate. Um, so, talk about we have some questions for you. What, you know, this can be either in your current podcast role or in your previous life in the TV news biz. What is the craziest thing that's happened to you?
0: Ooh. Oh my goodness. That's a good one. Um, let's see. I mean, I've had some really wonderful interviews and I think, yeah, you've, um, you've interviewed
2: some big names. Is there any that stick out as like, that was, that was awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 I mean, just, like gabbing like girlfriends with chelsea clinton was pretty wild you know Mm -hmm. um and i got a chance to interview her twice and it was it was so cool how you know i feel like life comes full circle i grew up in dc okay and um i had friends that went to sidwell friends with her Uh Um, Uh and when you think about it like she was in the white house from age 12 to 20. and those are the most impressionable years in a girl's life and so I mean, she was right alongside us as first daughter and, um, to meet her in this phase of life where now we're both moms of three reminiscing about, you know, life, um, as a teenager. In the district. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There was just so many common touch points. Um, and so, yeah, it was great. And I got a chance to interview her twice. There was another, um, it was a keynote for Hey Mama, and it was called mm-hmm. Mothers in Business. Mm-hmm. And so I moderated that session with her. And it just, you know, it felt so fun. I was like, okay, well, we're besties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah I would say that's pretty crazy.
2: So if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing instead? Do you have that like other career you've always thought about?
0: You know, it's just, you can't connect the dots going forward. You can only connect them going back, as um, Steve Jobs so wisely said in that commencement speech of his. Um, I've always been drawn to storytelling. Yeah. And so, you know, if it weren't journalism, then, you know, perhaps documentary filmmaking Mm, mm -hmm. or something that, yeah, where, I mean, writing, I feel like I just... I gravitate towards um, making connections with people. I think it's just, you know, it's what ties humanity together mm-hmm. um, is our stories and relating to one another and um, empathizing. And so I would just find a way to create that and, and maybe it would be through film or literature.
1: Gotcha. Nice. So what are you currently obsessed with? What are you super into right now? It could be anything.
0: Ooh. Like a product, um, a
1: show.
0: An yeah, app, oh my goodness. A podcast. I, okay, I really love um Julia um, Louis Dreyfus's Wiser Than Me. Okay. Oh, okay. Have you listened to it? No, oh, but I do love her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're gonna it's just a game changer. Um so it's a you know, like newly released podcast. Um she she dropped it this year. And the whole premise of the show is she brings on um, women who are, you know, farther along in life and um, and are incredibly successful. So there's, you know, Diane von Furstenberg, Mm. um, Isabel Allende, Jane Fonda. Mm. She brings them on and it's just so refreshing to be like... Girl, don't worry about your forties. When you're 70, you stop giving enough. An F. Like, yeah. it's so... <laughs> and it's so nice. You're like, wow, aging can be fun. You know, and yeah. she um she has all these luminaries on. Um, one thing Diane von Furstenberg said was, um I, I just I took it away from me. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna remember this. Um, she said, I hate how you know we ask how old you are, even to a little kid. How old are you? Five. Yeah. She she says, instead. And instead of trying to focus on like being old she's like why why can't we reframe it and ask how long have you lived
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then when you say 88 it's like wow you've yeah, lived great. 88 yeah. years mm-hmm. it's just totally reframing um the way we think about it and sure. i just i just love that and then the way she um ties it with a bow she calls her mom at the end yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the phone and she's like mom I just had Jane Fonda on the podcast, and then they squeal, and it's like the cutest thing ever. So you just see how she relates to her mommy. Yeah,
2: that's, oh, sweet. that's awesome. I love it. I'm gonna yeah. check that
0: out. hmm.
1: Okay, so our first um, article comes from um, the Gwinnett Daily Post, and it is titled, gosh, as I talk about getting my stuff together here, I'm looking at it. Okay, Working Moms Reveal Most Annoying Things Colleagues Say. Um, so, this this is a, this came from a, I don't, if you read this article, I was like, who's doing, who commissioned this? And believe it or not, it was like a, it's like a chocolate company out of the UK, by the way. They have like a new, yeah. they have a campaign um, where they're, you know, embracing motherhood, which I, kind of interesting. Um, yeah. but, but nonetheless, the information I think a lot of us can relate to. Um, a study of 1,000 employed moms, and they sort of talked to them about what they found. What they would like to hear less of in the workplace, and here's the list. You look tired. She's only part-time. I forgot you leave early. Wish I could have Friday off. I bet it looks like a break coming into the office. I could never do that. Enjoy the rest of the week off. Must be nice to get a lion. I I think that's British for days that they, they aren't in work. Can't your partner do any of the child care and it must be busy having the children home during the school holidays? Um, which, you know, basically the article, the gist of it is, is just how difficult it really is to be a working mother and sort of some of the bias that you face as you, as you work. And also it touches on some of the guilt that you feel as a mom when you're in the, the workplace as well. Yeah,
2: j- yeah. These, some of these, like, I mean, I have had said to my face and dragged me absolutely up the wall. So Which can, one specifically? Totally. Well, you look tired, of course.
1: <laughs> like, I know I look tired. Why, why do people tell you why? that? Like, what, what, is, what wh- is the what takeaway do you, What do they think they're going to yeah. be? Really,
2: oh, I do? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay, I'll go yeah, take a nap. Yeah. No, if I had time to take a nap, I would have done it already, and I wouldn't be looking <laughs> tired. Yeah. Um, can't your partner do the child care? That yeah. one—that one bothers me uh, for, for a number of reasons. Mostly because, like, they—that's a good question. They should. Yeah. They should. I mean, you know, like part—part part of me is like, has you wondering why they're not doing more. Exactly. Child care. Like sure. maybe they should be stepping in more. Yeah. Um, also, I bet it feels like a break here at the office. Yeah. Who says that? I mean, I have heard people in this building say that. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: I don't know. Do you, Do you feel any of these, Kanika?
0: Yeah, I do. I definitely do. Um, I mean, I work from my home studio and I go to a co-working space. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I, I hear these kind of comments all the time. Um, like, let's see. Um, it must be busy having the kids at home, um, mm-hmm. whether it's school holiday, like it's summer camp right now.
1: Right, right, right. right.
0: And yeah, it's just like, oh, you know, how, how's working? you know, with their um, not having school right now. And it's just like, oh, I mean, it it doesn't really affect your productivity. And I think um, it's, it's unfortunate that we have to stand up for ourselves. I was reading um, the statistic. It said that, um, let's see, where is it? I want to find it because it was such a good one. 63 um, percent of the uh, women say they need to work harder to prove themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's so messed up. I mean, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have to. You know, um, yeah. So all all of these things that are said are just cringeworthy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I do think it's interesting. They say sixty three percent of these working moms believe their coworkers mean no harm when making such comments. So oh. I don't know if that makes it any better. I mean, I do tend to believe that people mm-hmm. surely wouldn't say that if they had but a full it's almost,
2: understanding. I feel like it's one of those things, and this could be said in many areas of life, but I feel like it's one of those things where people are almost saying it just to say it, to kind of like... Rub it in or something almost or like like I'm, to make yeah. conversation <laughs> like I just feel like you're like why would you say that like what what good is gonna come of this? Do you just not have anything else to say to me because I have kids and you <laughs> don't perhaps like I <laughs> right, don't know, but right. I just feel like these comments, the ones that particularly they included in here are so revealing about how there is that um, tension and that um I don't know you said it earlier, Katie, the bias almost of oh, you're a working mom like, I'm going to, like, throw these comments at you and these questions that I know aren't really going to, like, make you feel good, but I'm just going to say them anyway,
1: you know? Right, right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, so the, the mom's top struggles, they did ask these working moms, and I I, I could f- totally feel this. Fatigue and burnout, 41%. That was the top it, struggle. Emotional stress, 32%. And childcare arrangements, 30%. Which, Karen, I know that you have... Struggled with that in the oh, it's so hard in the past. Uh, yeah, all the
0: above. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's
2: just it's just hard, and I just I, I you know. Uh. I just kind of wish we could have, like, a blanket statement to co-workers, particularly who don't have kids, because I feel like this is mostly where, where these are coming from. Uh, like, we don't we don't want any special treatment, but we also don't want it to be brought up in an awkward way in these comments, you know? like yeah. Or that it's, like, your sole identity here at work. Right. Sure. Or that you're, yeah. you know, the ones that are insinuating that, like, we're getting a break. Yeah. You know, oh, you get to leave early.
1: Like, you know, all the, you know. Have a have a, well, have a nice time off. I will say this. I thought this was interesting. Um, we so we you know, TV news, there's always a lot of turnover, um, especially in local TV news. And so we're, we're doing all these like back to school specials here starting next week, um, of course kids are heading back to school. And we got an email from um, one of the producers here, like, CCing all the parents in the newsroom, asking Mm -hmm. us to do, Mm -hmm. like, um, oh, can you record some advice that we're going to run during the morning show? Really clever idea. But I looked at the list, and there was, like, Five people yeah. on mm-hmm. the list, and it dawned Aww. on me that there are so few people. I, I really, I mean, I it think- was me,
2: Katie, and literally like two or three other people, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: which I thought was so interesting <laughs> oh because
1: I think, um, I think that makes it even uh, like harder for folks to sort of understand where we're coming from. But also I think it's sort of illustrative of the fact that this is a hard business to hack when you have a family. And I think, mm-hmm. I mean, Karen and I have seen this for sure over the last couple of years. A lot of the women who have kids or who have had children have left because it's right. just so difficult. I think it's, it's like twofold. Like, again, there's a lot of turnover, but also just I think a lot of people Scheduling, in this business, mm-hmm. yeah, they just Stressful. get out because it's just so difficult to have kids yeah. and hack the hours and the schedules. You
0: know, so 100 percent. It's it's not for the faint of heart. And um, journalists are, you know, I feel like we are um, just at the forefront and our own type of like, you know, first responders when it comes to Mm. anything um, breaking news or relevant to society. And we have to drop everything to cover it. You know, so, yeah, it's it's definitely not easy and we need that respect and definitely shouldn't feel isolated for having a family that we provide for. Yeah,
1: right, right. Hopefully by doing this episode, you know, talking about this, it like what raises awareness, right? Yeah. Fewer Mm -hmm. people will say to you, my Karen, you You look look tired." tired. (laughs) Um,
2: so I have a mums a mums the word um for this week just a little something Mm -hmm. that wanted to pass on to other moms in case it's helpful and usually I I feel like all my mums are usually um Katie's are more fashion beauty and mine are always like here's what here's like the new game I got for my kids or like some some kid activity but this one's neither um, we are traveling um, at the end of the summer and our kids are dying to go camping. Oh. Um, which we usually do every year, but we skipped last year because the baby was too little. Um, but anyway, uh, and I didn't know if every, everyone knew this, but there is like essentially the equivalent of Airbnb for camping okay. called Hip Camp. Okay. okay. What's that mean? So it's hipcamp.com. It's a website. And you can go on there and essentially like rent. A camping spot, you know, as you would an Airbnb, right? So they're we all over a the country. Or what mm-hmm. do you mean? Well, they're not at like the state campgrounds, but oh, okay. you know, those are like sometimes those are hard to. You have to book in advance. Yeah, they sure. fill up. Um, and for us, it's always difficult. Like that, we used this the last time we went camping, um, and it's nice because often at those. Um, park campgrounds you're close together we've got four young children who are screaming so I just don't want that guilt of like oh gosh is my kid going to wake up and and, you know cause a scene Um, ruin everyone else's camping trip Um, but so these are mostly people who have extra property Um, Maybe they have a ton of acreage or whatever it is and they rent out their space but it's designed just like Airbnb like you click on the pictures you pay a price you ask about your dates and some of them have multiple sites some of them have just have one site Um, some of them are on somebody's farm you can meet the animals and the kids can you know pet the horses or whatever. Uh, anyway, it's great. And I just, it's one of those that it's like, does everyone know this? Does everyone no. know this exists? So, are you,
0: going? so
2: you can pick, pick any spot. We're, where we're going, are you going? We're going in Tennessee. Okay. Um, uh, but you can go anywhere. You can put in any city, and there's lots of different options. Um, some of them are more, um, you know, like an established, camping spot like some of them offer glamping some of them offer cabins some of them are legit just like some extra property on somebody's land that they're gonna let you camp on um most of them are you know 30 40 bucks for a night but some of them get more expensive some of them offer bathrooms and you know all the things but it's it's really cool and it's i mean it's literally just like airbnb or vrbo except you're renting a camp spot um some of them have tent spots some of them have rv spots you know all the things. Fun. I so, did not know this
0: existed, brilliant.
1: by the way. Yeah. So if you're planning a camping trip um, and don't feel like going, like, the state park route. Well, and I will say this. We we camp once a year. And uh, we make these reservations legit nine months out. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, competitive, mm-hmm. I, which is crazy mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, like, harder to book a, a campsite, uh, especially in these, like, state parks, mm-hmm. than it is, like, a hotel at the beach.
2: Yeah. Which is why I went yeah. to this yeah. site. Because I had, like, missed the bu- the window and, you know, hadn't couldn't find something the last time we went. Um, but, yeah. And like I said, I just feel like it's, it offers more private setting. You know, like, so we're just, it's just our little family in the woods. And so if they, if somebody's going crazy, it doesn't really affect other Are there else. bathrooms?
1: Sometimes. The place that you're going. Well, I haven't booked it yet. Oh, it's, okay. I'm still looking. Okay. But I, still, I, okay. as I was, yeah, okay. I'm okay. still cruising
2: okay. the okay. options. Right. But, um, yeah. Cool. Um, okay, so the last article today um, Speaking of speaking of traveling and vacations, wondering nice where time to time take way. your family. Wondering where to take your family next. Here's 40 vacation spots everyone will love. Um, so I, I I love this because I um, just really like to take trips, as as most people do. Love to travel, and obviously as you you have kids, that becomes more difficult. Um, but this is a list of all these different places. Some are in the U.S., some are out of outside of the U.S. Um, what I loved about it was each location says the age suggestions, mm-hmm. like your kids should be this age to this age, uh, what to do, like some activities that they suggest, and also where to stay. They give you some, you know, um, accommodation recommendations. So I thought this was a great list just to kind of keep in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you guys travel much, Kanika, with your kids?
0: Yeah. I yeah we. Um, I wish we did more. Um, not so much. I feel like – it's oftentimes for a wedding or an uh-huh, event, uh-huh. Um, but at the end of summer we are going to be road tripping to Michigan, where um, my husband's older brother lives. So it's always like you know wherever family is. you um, right. We've done national travel um, from New Jersey to um, California, and um, not so much. We haven't done international with the kids yet. But yeah, I, I was going to ask that. about
2: that because that feels like a whole other thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally. Totally. I mean were there any I can't in- wait for when they are ready though. I think yeah, they're yeah. six and five. So Yeah.
2: You uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it might be a couple you more years. Are there were there any on this list that stuck out to you as as places you'd like to go?
0: Yes, yes. Um well one is Miami. Um I actually mm. did my master's at University of Miami oh, and okay. Yeah, I went back with friends um, for my 40th, which was the best. Mm-hmm. But um, but I want to take my kids. And I feel like it's local. It's on the East Coast. Very mm-hmm. um, convenient to, to get, get to. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing like Ocean Drive, South Beach, Miami Beach. Um, they would love it. And there was another one, um, Dinosaur Valley State yeah, Park in yes. Texas. I, was I, out too. I looked Ooh. at that as well. Yes. Oh, my gosh. My youngest is obsessed with dinos um and has been since he was three and he we call him our um in-house paleontologist Mm -hmm. and so he would love this if like we could actually come across um fossils and oh i I didn't even know this existed over the moon yeah i mean it's this place in texas
2: dinosaur valley and apparently has the most dinosaur fossils of anywhere in the country i had no idea this even was a thing
0: yeah oh it's and i love that they turned it into its own tourist attraction um right
2: i didn't realize another one i wrote down i didn't realize that you could go to sesame street in pennsylvania
1: did you guys know this where is it, is it in it's pittsburgh? in pennsylvania i don't remember exactly where yeah. i think it's I'll pittsburgh i bet it's in pittsburgh right?
0: place yeah yeah i
1: don't know is it i well now you have me like wondering um yeah, that would be interesting, right? Well, you know, Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. was out of Pittsburgh. So I'm just mm-hmm. wondering. Like, I feel like there was a but lot I of But I just that. didn't realize yeah. that there was, like, you could actually go visit Sesame,
2: Sesame Street. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to do all these. I need rubber to, to get a little bit older. But I want to do, like, Jackson Hole and Yosemite. Mm-hmm. It's on my list to do a national park trip. Mm-hmm. Like, I really – and I think Jackson Hole would be fun. We could ski there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she needs to get just a little. I wanted to remember it. When do kids start remembering trips? I was thinking about this on my drive into work because we had such a good time on this last vacation, and I'm like, God, I hope she.
2: I think she will. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think three to four. I'd say. Really? Yeah. And I
2: mean, it's it's funny. It's funny you should say that because sometimes my, you know, our oldest is eight, and sometimes she'll say things that she remembers. And I'm like, oh wow, you remember that? Yeah. And yeah. you know, who knows if it's like she remembers yeah. it because I showed her a picture of it or something. But um, yeah, I think you're, I think you're kind of there. I think if you, I mean, if you knock her socks
1: off and take her to one of these great vacation right. spots, I bet she'll remember. Right? Some of these <laughs> I was like, forget about taking like my kid there. Like I just, like I want to go to like yeah, just with my husband. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like. Um, I also like the one in Spain that's the world's um, best water park.
1: Yeah. That sounds amazing. Now, if you go to Spain, are you really going to go to to the water? water I'm just curious. I mean, that would be my question is like, yeah, that's a a good point.
2: You know. I also liked um, the Museum of Play in New York. Yeah. I hadn't heard Mm -hmm. of that before. That looked really fun. Yeah. I mean, it's just
0: some good yeah, ideas. that I'll check out.
1: Buckingham Palace. Summer, it cracks me up right that here. Buckingham Palace is on
2: here. Yeah, right. Like,
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that one.
2: Um, I feel like we're the same way, though. We tend to just travel where our family is and where, um, you know, we have events going on. And, yeah, I think as your kids get older... You know, it's nice to do some things that they're, as Katie just mentioned, they're going to remember some yeah. special trips to different places. Um, but I am often at a loss of like, well, is this like age appropriate for my kids? And you know, so I, it, it's, it's nice to have some like, okay, some this, guidance. Yeah, this yeah. is when you should go to this place. Um, and I did just read um, recently that really like six, six to seven is when kids are best suited to travel abroad. Okay. Like, that's mm. kind of, like, a good a good starting point. Like, if they're any younger, it's and honestly, mostly just, I think, especially in Europe, the walking. You know? Like, sure. you're going to walk a ton. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. little ones, as as we know, like, just get their little legs get tired. They just get grumpy. They don't yeah. want to walk any farther. Yeah. Um, so, I think that's, like, kind of a good guidance for when, and, you know, if you're spending all that money to do it, you don't want to go and then they're, like, too tired to do anything, right. you know? Right. After True. that water park, you know, you're going to have to go back to the hotel. <laughs> Yeah, You're right. You make a really great point. Well, I'm like, if saying, I was going to go to you Spain, to Spain I, I, yeah. you ain't going to a water park. Let's just you do, know. like, the Dollywood Splash Country exactly. here. Stick, and then, and then go to Spain stick for the cultural some thing. something simple, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You do want to expose them to different things, sure. though. Win of the week. Do you have a win for us this
0: week? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I would say a win is... Um, Someone I had on the show, and it's it's definitely something that I'm going to be implementing um, at home. So uh, her name is Dr. Ali Tickton, and she wrote this book called Play to Progress. Uh-huh. And she talks about how we, in fact, have eight senses, um, and the three others are kind of um, derived from how we. Uh, perceive our environment and our natural cues like going to the bathroom things like that so it was really really illuminating for me and then we talked about emotional regulation Mm -hmm. and um I think it's it's something that I really want to work on especially as we're all going back to school Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's just um there's there's going to be some tactics that I use from um from her. And, and one thing is, um, like with, with my daughter, we are going to be able to like name claim and tame certain emotions. And Mm -hmm. so I'm setting this up this week where we have jars of different feelings. It could be, um, happy, sad, anxious, um, proud, whatever it may be. Um, I, I got all these, uh, counters from, from Michael's and the jars and everything. Um, and so I'm going to make that with her. And, Mm. um, that way, whenever she's feeling a certain way, she gets to put a counter in the jar and I'm going to use it too. I, I feel like as the summer, you know, is coming to an end, I need it. I really Yeah. Uh, yeah I need, I hear I need yeah. to I hear like, yeah. yeah. And that's my win is like, I'm taking control of, mm-hmm. um, me, my emotions. Um, and when I feel like, you know, off in a fog, um, so that come September, like we're all, good. Ready to go. Mm. No, I love this idea. I'm, yeah. I'm
2: like, think I'm just going to do the same thing and just copy mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, so yeah. tell me everything. So you bought the jars at Michael's and the counters and then yep. do you, how do you come up with the different emotions? Is it just things that you think your kids feel a lot or?
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you can just come up with your own list, put a sticker on it, write the emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they see it visually, Mm -hmm. they they know what each one is and um, they can come home from a long day at school and if they don't want to talk like I think Mm -hmm. that's something that I I know when they're older this is gonna happen where Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. you're really probing Mm -hmm. so you know how are you feeling today how is school and whatever it may be um, they they might not want to be like Mm -hmm. vocal about it Mm -hmm. they can just take a counter and put put one in the jar
1: Mm -hmm. and then
0: you see it yeah And then later on, say, oh, I see that you put something in the proud jar or the nervous jar. Uh You know, you want to tell me more about it? Uh And then that incites like. Conversation. A conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah, and it's oh visual. Gosh. We so need you on every see. week to give us more parenting. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm do this to like my desk at work. Yeah. Yeah. I would and love I, to. And I, and I think I'm not good a parenting to... expert myself. You know, it's no, like I just.
2: But as Katie I feel like it's a say, win when
0: I learn something from yeah. people, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a game yeah. changer. Yeah,
2: and home. I and I love that you're using it for yourself too. I think. Yeah. Oh my god. Amen to the the summer has been, whoo Uh, A lot. And I do think it's, it's a good like reset for us and for us to kind of show the kids that, look, we feel big things too, you know, Mm -hmm. and we need to um, be better perhaps about expressing those and explaining those and, and kind of working through that as well ourselves. So, um, I think that's yeah, a really good idea. Exactly. Um, so, anyway, well, thank you so much for coming on. It was so thank nice you. to have you. And um, uh, to, uh, just tell folks at home too that your your podcast when it comes out and and the name again and all that good stuff.
0: Oh, thank you. It was just um, the pleasure was all mine, Katie and Karen. Um, so the show is called That's Total Mom Sense, and you can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can log on to that's And I'm most active on Instagram. And my handle is my name, at Kanaka Chada Gupta. So slide into my DMs. And (laughs) I'd love love to be in touch with you all.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, so great. And
2: I love the people you bring on and just kind of the the thought process behind your show. you know, we're just all out here trying to do the best for our kiddos and <laughs> yeah, yes. make things happen, right? Uh, exactly. and, I, and I do, I, I think you're totally right. As journalists, we have this inherent desire to just connect with people and to share what we know, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, the breaking news in our small town last night or, you know, some some nugget of information we've gleaned from an interview or something bigger, you know, that's just kind of what the cool thing is about our job and, and being in this business, right, is making connections and sharing that with others so thank you for what you do
0: and thanks for coming on i love it i love your show oh thank Thank you you. (laughs) well um everybody
2: have a great week and we'll see you next time